Welcome to another episode of the Autism Podcast. Uh, today, we're delighted to talk with Katya Balin and Miranda Prague, who are the co-founders of Mainspring Arts, which was founded in 2015 and is funded by Arts Council England. Um, and I've heard so many great things about you guys and your organisation. We've spoken to a couple of people who've benefited from your organisation already. And we're really, really interested in you know hearing more about it, what your mission statement is and your values and, and the type of work that you do and so forth. So thanks, thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Oh, you're very welcome. And, and we have on the line also, as ever, our awesome co-host, James Gordon. How are you doing, James? Hi there. I'm really excited for this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you are because you were really pushing for this one <laughs> early on, weren't you, James? <laughs> James is always 10 steps ahead of me, by the way, guys. He's uh, always the one pointing <laughs> me to the most interesting stuff. And he's been uh, talking about you guys. For a long time. That's the, okay. Miranda's your your James. <laughs> yes, Miranda's our James. Oh. Yeah, you are. You are James. Yeah. I'm honoured to be the James <laughs> of the organisation. <laughs> Every a... organisation has a James. <laughs> I'll send you some sort of certificate, uh, Miranda. Okay, signed by James. <laughs> that would be amazing wow <laughs> excellent excellent so um yeah if you wouldn't mind just perhaps telling us more about mainspring and um what it's all about perhaps maybe you know how it was how it sort of came about like what inspired you to to kick it off and what its values are and so forth well i had been working with autistic people mostly children since I was about 14 in various kind of clubs and schools and then in social care and I was always struck by sort of lack of representation in you know the books I was reading the films I was watching and I knew from my work that autistic people were incredibly creative and yet we still had this very reductive attitude towards you know their creativity and it was all oh they're really good at science I was like but they're also really creative and yet I'm not seeing any of this anywhere yeah um and Miranda was my sort of most creative friend and so I suggested we ran a project together and it just sort of went from there it's good that you you sort of you sort of felt that straight away that and you you know you identified that sort of um lack of representation and that misconception when it comes to autistic people perhaps not not getting art or not being creative there's a lot of sort of uh, stigma about that isn't there um, and and misconception about that so that's that's part of your aim is it to push back on those misconceptions and to show the world that in fact autistic people can indeed be incredibly creative and, and artistic as, as much as anyone else yeah that was that's our sort of number one aim in our mission statement um, and it's kind of snowballed and grown from there in terms of the the types of projects that we've been running to show all the different ways in which you know our clients are creative great and so when you founded it did you was it just you two running it initially or did you get funding quite early on from arts council england or elsewhere yeah it was it was just us two um and we had the idea for the project, our first project, um, the one Katty just mentioned, um, which was called Square Peg Stories. And we started to plan that together. And then we applied for Arts Council funding quite early on. I, I don't think we would have been able to do it without funding. Um, and so 
yeah we were luckily lucky enough to get the funding in place and that project went really well and there's a really amazing response for it and it you know it felt like the feedback we got from the participants made us realize that there was a need for for things like this um things that enable autistic and neurodivergent people to uh, participate in the arts and access uh, opportunities like these yeah yeah definitely sounds sounds great fully agree and what i really like about that story is that you identified a problem you identified an issue and you just you just sort of acted upon it you know you uh, you sort of tried to solve it which is really credit to you guys you know you and, and and as i said earlier we've spoken to people that have really benefited from the work you're doing so it's definitely having a real impact a few years ago now i was creating um a map to on google to signpost um autistic people and their family members organizations such as yourself Uh, and i came across uh square peg stories and i just had this incredible you know feeling that i wish i'd had that kind of supportive helping hand to guide me because i always wanted a be a writer and that kind of thing. I find it incredibly uh, fulfilling and um, I sort of try and be useful wherever I can. I'm so grateful to you for um, giving people these opportunities that you do. Oh, well, thank you so much. That's so lovely to hear. Thank you. It's, That's um... really lovely to hear. <laughs> That's exactly what I just said. <laughs> um, <laughs> read each other's minds. No, thank you. That's amazing. That's exactly why we set out to do this, is we thought there aren't opportunities and yet there's such a, a huge need. Mm. And, you know, we never wanted to centre ourselves at all. We just wanted to provide a platform. And it's just wonderful that people are, are climbing up onto that platform and talking about it and, you know, taking something so positive away from it. Yeah, I, I really think that, you know, the the arts in general have got a big role to play when it comes to, you know, sort of educating people about the, the, the facts when it comes to autistic and neurodivergent people and really pushing back against misconception. I think they've got a lot of um, power and responsibility. Um, so, yes, there's that classic example of, of Rain Man uh, that's caused quite a lot of problems for the autistic and wider autism community. And it sort of led, I think it might have led to some of the initial sort of misconceptions that you guys identified and have pushed back on. So it does have a big impact. So it's really great. The work that you're doing is really great and, and uh, can really change things a lot. I think um, that's what, mm-hmm. like, that and the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime yes. seem to be most people's, you know, idea and preconceptions of autism come from that. And, you know, I know people have their issues with both of those things, but if they were part of a wider, you know, fabric of um, art that centred autistic people, then it would they wouldn't be so problematic. Mm. But it's because they were sort of neurotypical representations of autism and they were the only ones that that's where the, the problem we kind of wanted to flood the market. Yeah, really good point. I just wanted to also ask uh, a little bit more about the, the specific types of type of work that you do and the projects that you're involved with. So you mentioned uh, Square Peg, was it Square Peg Stories you mentioned before? And could you just tell us a little bit about some of the specific projects and types of work that you have done or are doing? Yep, so Square Peg Stories was the first and that was a series of creative writing workshops for a small group of autistic writers. Uh, Each workshop was led by a different published author and then each 
writer was matched with a mentor who was also a published author. Um, and we also, in the projects that we run, we try as far as possible to employ neurodivergent uh, workshop leaders and mentors where we can so that those our participants are learning directly from neurodivergent artists who are already established. And so, yeah, at the same time as amplifying the voices of you know, new neurodivergent artists, we're in providing employment for artists who are already, you know, they've already made their way into the art world. And the result of that project was an anthology of short stories. Each writer wrote their own original short story over the course of the project. And those are being published in a book soon uh, called In Other Words. And then the next project we ran was similar but called Square Peg Scripts. And it was the same kind of format but each... Um, it was playwriting. So we had six writers and each produced a short play over the course of the project. And the plays were performed at Autism Arts Festival last year as rehearsed readings. And we had a cast of neurodivergent actors and a neurodivergent director. So the entire creative team uh, was neurodivergent. And we're hoping to take those further. Um, we have been talking to a couple of theatres about sort of fully staging them. But obviously that's been slightly derailed by coronavirus. So we don't know when that will be happening. Mm -hmm. um, but we have got a couple of projects going on at the moment as well. So we've got one that's just sort of directly responded to lockdown called Two Metres Apart, um, with the art part of Two Metres Apart uh, in big letters. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and that is uh, a, a digital museum of work by neurodivergent artists. So... Each week for 12 weeks, we added a different exhibit to the museum. Um, and we, it was an open call-out, so artists working in any art form could apply and send us a proposal or a piece of work they'd already done. And we're coming to the end of that, that now, so we've got, I think, 11 pieces of work in there now and one more to come. Um, so that's been really great. We've had a really amazing response to that and we've had so many applications and such a, like an amazingly diverse array of work. It's been really great. Is that how you sort of narrow down the, the, the submissions that you go with in the end? Is it, is it about trying to sort of choose the 11 or 12 that most effectively together represent a wide, diverse portfolio of representation? Is that... That is definitely something we consider. Because we, we've had rolling submissions, so every week we have a deadline um, and every week we choose a different artist. Uh, it's... We sort of consider diversity as far as we can, but because we don't know what's coming next, as it were, we don't. We can only sort of judge it by what we've received each week. But yeah, that's definitely a consideration. Um, I was having a look a little bit at uh, the because you've got, obviously got your website mainspringarts.org.uk, which I'd encourage everybody mm -hmm. listening to go and have a look. And you've put on there uh, a collection to date, I suppose, of your exhibit on two meters apart, right? And I was having a look at some of them. They're really, really good. I was looking at, uh, is it Bhavani Esopathy, I think it is? Mm -hmm. um, and she's sort of uh, produced a little collage of images uh, and a description uh, that, go lot, that goes along with that, that talks about how people aren't in it together. I thought that was really interesting because mm -hmm. obviously you always, you always hear that slogan, don't you, that we're in it together with COVID-19 and... And her take was that actually a lot of people don't really get what what autistic people 
really go through and, and aren't really necessarily together in that sense, you know, and actually we've got a lot of disconnection and stigma and discrimination. I think that's the, the inequality of it all, I suppose, she's trying to make that point. So that was a really clever, creative way of making the point, I thought. Yeah, it's a really brilliant exhibit, and I think it sort of sums up, I think, the neurodivergent experience of always being on the peripheries in terms of mainstream society and not being included in other people's experiences and how they, how it is put out there that we all experience things when they don't, no matter what. I mean, I think COVID-19 has crystallised that for a lot of people. That, yeah. Yeah. So it's really nice to be able to represent that and sort of show that message to a wider audience. It has, has COVID impacted upon you guys in any other way? Is it Obviously you've mentioned theatre, but in any other respects? We normally run a scratch night called Springboard, which is a kind of a, a night of neurodivergent performance, which we run about every three months in a little venue in Brixton. And it's just, you know, well, as it says on the tin, neurodivergent performers, singers, comedians, loads of different stuff, poets, they all come to a lovely inclusive audience and they get a little fee and it's just a really nice pay-what-you-can night, but obviously we can't do it at the moment, so that's why we developed this project, to kind of keep putting the art out there. Really great. Okay, so uh, I was wondering if you had any particular success stories that you wanted to highlight. Um, for example, if, if there was maybe somebody who'd come in with you know, particularly low confidence or didn't have a sort of you know, strong sense of belief, you know, and, and perhaps you guys empowered them and, uh, you know, it's it's gone gone further. I don't know. Have you got any sort of in, inspiring examples that you might want to share with us? We had a participant uh, for Square Peg Stories who said that after the end of the project, uh, taking part in it had sort of increased his self-confidence in his own work to the extent that he was starting to submit it to agents because um, before he had, he had sort of years and years worth of writing that he'd been doing um, but never had had the confidence or self-belief to put it out there but taking part in the project he said had given him the confidence to do that so that was really nice to hear A lot of feedback we get is along those lines of confidence and feeling like they're part of something and feeling more confident in their work but just in general we did quite a lot of sort of feedback forms at the start and in the middle people's ability to believe in themselves and to feel comfortable in a group was just increasing week on week which was wonderful and and people connecting and, and sharing a common interest and 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 so forth that's got to be great for mental health isn't it you know that sort of social support and uh sharing and connection yeah, that's the other thing that was sort of came out um, most frequently in the feedback was that they had really enjoyed the experience of being in a group of autistic creatives and you know, being among other people who have the same interests with them but also understand understand them. Yeah, there was no need to kind of pretend or mask. Everybody could just relax straight away because if anybody needed to leave or if anybody had you know any kind of need it could just be accommodated and nobody was going to think it was strange or odd it was like totally without any kind of judgment and just understanding which meant that people were able to just get involved much more quickly than they would have potentially been able to in a course that was more mainstream fantastic where do you where do you see this going i mean are you uh, have you got any sort of 
uh, future plans, you know, what, or not even plans, like what are the sort of perhaps the challenges that you guys are, are maybe are going to work against going forward? So, for example, I'm thinking about still this issue of lack of diversity and, and representation of neurodivergent voices in the arts. Is that is that still your primary fo- focus or are there also in, any kind of additional challenges that you want to sort of, you know, push back against going forward? I think we just... <laughs> quite like to keep doing projects I think essentially neurodiversity within the arts has increased you know since we started it is there are books published in the last month that are by autistic writers there's a new middle grade called A Kind of Spark by Elle McNichol um, which has been Sunday Times Children's Book of the Week and the Times's Children's Book of the Week and things like that are becoming more commonplace but they're not commonplace enough and it would be really lovely to sort of celebrate neurodivergent art but also just have it as part of the cultural landscape as opposed to an anomaly and so I think we'll by increasing awareness and keep running projects that will hopefully have some kind of impact on that yeah I'm sure it will yeah yeah that's exactly what I was wondering ensuring it's it's shifted to sort of cultural norm rather than Mm. anomaly as you put it uh, so effectively James have you got any other questions or anything else that you would like to add um, no, just um, really a lot of what you were saying when you were describing the the other participants in your project, um, a lot of those kind of feelings of, of being on the outside and looking in and sort of 20 years ago, I was wishing, I, I wish you'd come along then, you know, but um, I think it's fantastic what you're doing and I, I really encourage you to, to continue in it. I hope um, to see other organisations springing up to to carry on your mission in in other parts of the country you know we really need to make this you know br- bring this into the mainstream so so thank you that's all i want to say thank you i would like to go around the country that's another plan we have sort of, yeah, oh, we have, have a, independent groups yeah we have well, an idea i don't know when we'll be able to do it um, but to expand springboard around the country sort of enable local artists to, to provide them with the resources and the funding to set up their own springboard in their local area. The that sounds fantastic. Is, is very much concentrated in London, um, mm. but of course lots of people live miles and miles mm. away from London. Um, and so, yeah, there needs to be this sort of thing outside of London as well. That does sound fantastic. I, I just want to sort of second what, what yeah. James said, really, that... I, I hope too that this really expands and, and goes keeps keeps pushing on and that other organizations can sort of learn from this because it sounds to me like you're achieving so much all at the same time you know you're you're challenging those societal conceptions of of uh, neurodivergence you're you're um, increasing their uh, representation and their voice and making art more inclusive so you're doing all that sort of stuff which is fantastic but you're also probably having an enormous benefit on their uh well-being confidence and overall mental health you know not just during the particular times when they're with you and working directly with you in producing projects but probably also thereafter you know they formed connections that they will continue to use you know they have got the confidence that will push them to go on and perhaps open more doors and opportunities. So you're sort of, you know, equipping them with, you know, great opportunities to sort of 
keep on uh, making an impact on society and boosting their well-being uh, further and further. Um, so it's really, really fantastic stuff. And hope you can, yeah, hope you can just con- continue to do it and push forwards with it all. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we had so too. Thank yeah. you. My last question is: How can people? So, if anyone's listening to this, how how could they, you know, get involved? Uh, if anyone's listening and thinks, you know, oh, gosh, I, I'm interested in art and I'd, I'd like to perhaps get involved and, and learn more or share share art and so forth. Um, we're always happy to share things on social media if we're sort of tagged. Um, but in terms of projects, we are going to finish up uh, two meters apart. And then we'll be working on getting the anthology out. So we haven't got a big project at the moment, but we will have one relatively soon, hopefully. We just need to sort of tie up some loose ends of other things. But also people are welcome to email us with their ideas and, you know, if they just want to chat about opportunities. Great, great. Yeah, we're always open to suggestions and ideas from people. And we always like to hear from neurodivergent people, artists or you know, people who want to get into art um, yeah, and help in any way that we can and by art I suppose we should just define what you mean by that you're, I suppose you're talking about art in, in any sense of the word right, not just the traditional sort of paintings and, and drawings and visual depictions but also literature and, and so forth, is that right? Yeah, yeah that's right, the arts, the, the arts. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we'll put in your email address and your um, social media Twitter accounts and tags and, and everything in the podcast uh, notes so that people can use that to find you, I suppose. And yeah, it's been really fun talking with you. Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else you wanted to add or say? Just All thank right. you so much for having us on here. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Thanks, thanks again. Take care. Stay well and talk to you soon.